I have no excuse, but I'm really tired this week. Okay. You have kids and you're in your 30s and it's, ty- it's tired time of life. That's not why I'm tired. I just have been staying up late watching Big Brother. <laughs> That's my all-time favorite reality show. I really? love it so much. And I found like all that has all the seasons on Paramount Plus. Mm. So I've been just binge watching it. And it's take it's like taken over my mind. What do you like about it? I've never watched it. It's on three times a week. So there's that. So you know how most trashy reality shows very obviously like things are contrived. It's like there's a crew, you can tell like the crew is like pushing them. That's like edited. The whole premise of Big Brother is that there's like 20 people in a house, but they can't leave and they can't interact with anybody but themselves. And there's just cameras everywhere. It's not just like the typical like starlet hunky hunks that are that are up there. It's like there's always like someone's dad (laughs) or like, you know, like it's like the most random group of people. Maybe I need to add that into my repertoire. And there's showmances. It's so good. Because they're just all stuck together. And there's a celebrity Big Brother too, right? Yeah, that's the one with Sugar Ray. Oh, right. Not Sugar Ray Leonard, but Sugar Ray. (laughs) OG Sugar Ray. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. In high school, we were best friends. And now that we're old, we're still best friends. And we both really love the show Friends. We love it so much that we thought we'd rewatch it together and tell you all about it. So join us to find out all the details that two people who weren't there can find out from the internet. Could there be better friends watching Friends? So this episode, I had a really hard time finding things on the internet about this episode. I went on IMDb and like fanned like my normal ones that I go to. And it just was like very, it was very short. It didn't have as much juicy details. This one, aside from Janice, was not one of my favorites. Same. There's some like bad acting friends in this. Not like that they're bad actors, but they're like not being good friends, some of them. <laughs> yeah. One. Yeah. They're, or they're, yeah, there was, there was just a lot of like general s**tiness. <laughs> Yeah, I have one like interesting fact about this okay. show, but but yeah, I guess I didn't really do any back back facts either. That's okay. I asked Court about how dudes make up, and he was less than helpful. So, how do they make up? He was like, "Well, I, I, hopefully we would talk about it, and yeah, I don't know, maybe we'd do a you know like a fist bump or a handshake." And I was like, "Have you ever fought with anyone?" He was like, "Mm, not really. (laughs) I don't think they do handshakes. He said, first he said fist bump. And I was like, who do you fist bump? Oh, Court Potter. Be like, sorry, bro. Yeah, let's go dunk. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have some trivia for you. Yes. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. What did Monica's mom refer to Richard's unknown younger girlfriend as? Oh my God, a Twinkie. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. 
<laughs> that was great. I was like, oh, Chippy, what was it? Something from the city. Good job. That was a deep pull. Thank you. Okay, this is a real softball. Which of Phoebe's songs is made into a video? Smelly Cat. What character did Matthew Perry's real-life dad play on the show? Uh, I I might need a hint. I have no idea. He plays the dad of someone that Rachel dates. I have no idea. I have no idea. Joshua. Joshua. (laughs) Joshua's dad. I don't even remember that one. So remember, she goes over to what she thinks is his apartment, and she's wearing, like, a nighty, like, slip dress, and his parents come home, and she thinks it was his place, and it's his parents. Yes. Okay. And then they all go out to dinner together, and she's wearing that dress. I didn't know that was his dad. Yes. That was Matthew Perry's dad. Oh, my gosh. What's the name of the place that Ursula works? Oh, my God. The restaurant. Uh... I feel like I should know this, and I totally don't. <laughs> I wouldn't have remembered. It's Riffs. Uh, nope. 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 <laughs> not, even, not even familiar. I need to rewatch Mad About You, though. I loved that show. What was wrong with the beach house that the friends stayed at? Um, It flooded full of sand. Yeah. Is, is that a thing, flooding with sand? <laughs> it just says it was filled with sand, but yeah. Oh. That, by the way, might be my own personal hell. Living in a house full of sand. When we lived in Santa Cruz and mm-hmm. we just went to the beach every day, I think our bed had like grains of sand in it at all times, no matter no. what, because it would just stick to f- pieces of clothing or feet or whatever. And it was awful. I could not <laughs> sleep. Like if there is one grain of sand, I cannot sleep. I must find it and I must be rid of it. <laughs> But neither of us are neurotic. It's fine. We're we're doing great. This is season one, episode 14, the one with the candy hearts. Based on that title, did you know which one it was going to be? So I remembered the the Chan and Jan forever, but I I didn't remember anything else from the episode. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, it was this one. Are you ready for a summary? Hit me. All right. As Valentine's Day approaches, Ross and his date end up at the same restaurant as Carol and Susan. Joey inadvertently sets Chandler up on a blind date with Janice. And the girls decide to burn mementos of their old boyfriends in a cleansing ritual. And that really sums it up. It was just okay. Yeah. Not one of my favorites. Mm -mm. Uh, But do you know who wrote it? No, I didn't write that down. Oh, really? It's like the one time I have facts about the writer. Who is it? It's Bill Lawrence. Oh my gosh, Scrubs. Yeah. Oh. He created Scrubs. He was also the co-creator of Spin City, Cougar Town, and Ted Lasso. He also wrote for The Nanny and Boy Meets World. Those are all spectacular shows. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I had no idea he wrote for Friends. I didn't either. That, thank you for looking that up because I just I just wrote down that it was directed by our friend Jimmy Burroughs. Oh, yeah, I didn't write that down, so it works out great. But yeah, I, I was like, holy cow, Bill Lawrence. Um, he only did this one episode of Friends, uh, or at least got it's the only one he was credited with. I wonder. I wonder when like they pull in these random directors, especially someone like him who's done 
so many great shows and he just is there for one episode like why yeah he had done spin city at that point i think but none of the others had come out yet so wasn't boy meets world that was a tgif lineup right yeah but he i don't know what like i don't know what credits he got on that he was just a writer on there but he co-created spin city and wrote on it so he had like more i don't know exposure got it Probably from this experience. What, this podcast, you mean? Us no. Talking about it? Oh. <laughs> like, I think he's doing pretty well for himself. He's doing great, yeah. Bill Lawrence. Great guy. Great guy. Uh, Scrubs <laughs> is a great show. Yes, very much so. He's on the Scrubs podcast constantly. Oh, he should come on our podcast and talk about his experience doing the one with the Candy Hearts. Yeah, we probably have that clout at this point, right? I do have one other follow-up. I, I remember a long time ago, I don't know what episode it was, but we were talking about all these things that um, we still, like all these notes that we still have from each other from high school. And I did mention that I somewhere had your email address that you wrote down for me in high school and I found it. Oh my gosh. Is, from, is that the seahorse one? Yeah, from sophomore year. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, like, Parentheses, Ashley. Ashley. <laughs> That's who I am. And then you wrote happy birthday to you. Like Marilyn Monroe, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's like our first oh. exchange of friendship. Oh, um, my gosh. Context. That's so wonderful. <laughs> I don't know why I still have that, but it's just like always been in my stuff for years and years. And I found it. I wonder so. if that... If I could resurrect that Hotmail account. <laughs> it's all triple X emails now. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Send me a picture of it and I'll, I'll put it up on our stories. Oh, okay. Does the story go away? Yeah. Okay. But I think you can save it as a highlight. I don't, that's like too much for me to understand. <laughs> I'll take care of it. Don't worry. I, I like I could barely post anything let alone like I, what's the difference between a story and a highlight it just stays so. I think you can access it later okay like it's like banked it's a story that's banked that you can like find later okay. I only know about this because the office ladies um, Angela was having an issue trying someone had asked like can you please keep them as highlights so I can go back and see them and she was like I don't know how <laughs> So they had a fan, like an Office Ladies Pod fan account, do it for them. Like they just start, oh. they just started doing it because they know that they didn't know how to do it. I'm like, wow, we need a fan like that. We do <laughs> to just like repost our stuff for us or post anything. I can like barely post about our episodes on my own account. Like I don't know how to copy. Posts. I don't either. From Instagram, I, I don't know how that works. It's really hard. I know people do it. I don't know how. <laughs> We're old, you guys. I know. It's not going well. <laughs> you know what we didn't talk about? What? What a delight Galen was. Yeah. I love that guy. I was, like, elated after we hung up. I was just, like, so buzzy with, like, happy energy. 
happy friend energy. Yeah, he's such a good time guy. Is that, <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> That's a really good hashtag. Thank you. <laughs> good time guy. Good time guy. I'm sure he'll be delighted that that's what I call him. <laughs> he and I have like a fake nemesis relationship where we like, we like tell, or like, I hate you so much. Like everything you do makes me crazy. Um, <laughs> it's really funny to me. <laughs> like he'll just text me and be like, you're everything that's wrong with the world. <laughs> like that. It's really funny. oh and it's only okay because you know there's so much love behind it yes exactly he's a really solid human being yeah um I was just really impressed how into the episode he got yeah me too he was he was like had it pulled up while we were talking and was like clicking through freeze frames I know he's better researched than we are for sure yeah I don't do that I rely on the old memory bank. <laughs> How's that going? It's getting foggier, foggier by the hour. Steel trap. Put it in the vault. <laughs> it's a leaky sieve. <laughs> it is. Seriously, like Tyler will be like, remember this thing that we did like a couple years ago? I'm like, no, I don't remember like massive pieces of our lives. Much less what I told you yesterday. <laughs> no. I think I've told this story to everybody, but when we were like a few months in of dating, we um, went to some brewery and then there was like a restaurant next door that we ate at. <clears throat> and and like a week or two later, I I texted him and was like, hey, look, I found this Groupon for this brewery that we've been talking about going to. Should, we, should I get it? And he's like, do you know that we went there? Like, last week <laughs> it's like oh did we have fun I don't remember <laughs> oh my gosh I'm so glad I'm not the only one not at all no I have some perky facts the first one is that in this episode and this is so random but Phoebe mentions one of her friends named Abby who shaves her head When they go to the beach house, she introduces them to her friend, Bonnie, who is bald. Does she have two bald friends? I just wanted to, like, bring this up because... Yeah, I think she does. There might even be somewhere she says that when she's talking about Bonnie. I don't know. We'll have to keep an eye on it. I assume she just has multiple bald friends. Not outside the realm of possibilities for Phoebe, but I just, I wanted to point that out, that Abby is not the same as Bonnie. And then the other fact that I have is that this is the third time already that Chandler has dumped Janice. I love that. He says, he says something like, oh, I wrote it down. Like, this is a woman I've already dumped twice in five months or something. We are 14 episodes in. And she's, she, she, he's tried to break up with her three times now. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. I love Janice so much. She saves this episode. It would have just been kind of a throwaway without her. Absolutely. I think in this one too, we'll get to it, but she is like a different 
kind of Janice than before we've seen before. She's like angry Janice, which I really love. Um, yeah, but she's also she even when she's angry, she has like this spark of energy and like mm-hmm. life to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think that like credit really goes to the writers too because I think she in this episode she had all the best lines. Like mm-hmm. I was dying watching her. <laughs> Both when she was angry at the restaurant, and then also like her monologue when she when he's trying to break up with her at the end, mm-hmm. is like one of my favorite things. And I know that they played it at the re- like on the reunion special too, when they introduced her. But she's just so delightful the way that she keeps things. She's just like it's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You'll be back. You'll. Be- because you love me (laughs) and we do we love you so much Janice never leave and I was thinking about it more in this one than any before they really do have chemistry the two of them yeah this episode aired on February 9th 1995 when we start at the coffee shop Mm -hmm. and we're like three seconds in I don't know if you remember there's an episode where Joey's wearing a ton of makeup and yes. they make fun of him. Yeah, he, his face is all white. Yeah. he. I don't know why, but he looked like, at three seconds, he had that exact same makeup on. And I was like, what's going on with Joey's face? And I don't know if it was just weird lighting, but it looked like that. Are you sure it wasn't just his stripy sweater <laughs> that made him look like an elf? Because he... <laughs> <laughs> it was, I mean, it was pretty bad. The fashion in this one, there's some real travesties going on. Oh, man, I am so excited. I may vomit. Well, and speaking of Valentine's Day, I think they were pushing the red, kind of like the Christmas after Christmas episode or the New Year's episode. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to go literal. Everyone no. doesn't have to be wearing, like, red and silver or go- or lots of gold. Right. The woman who, like, Ross wants to talk to, her, she's wearing, like, a red skirt suit, and then, like, the most pointy, insane witch shoes. They look like, like, Wicked Witch of the West shoes. Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) Uh-huh. Well, Chandler is rocking another, like, monochrome outfit that's, like, gray-green. Is it supposed to be, like, they're they're so pathetic because they don't have dates? Like, he's just wearing that to show how pathetic he is maybe because they all three look terrible ross is being so creepy like he stared at this woman and she has locked eyes with him like four times they clearly have spoken to each other before in their building like just wave like you're with friends she wouldn't she wouldn't be offended if you didn't say something just wave like why are you being so awful and awkward I don't know, but his hair was really bad. It was that plastered down, weird, gross cut. And his tie looks like a hotel bedspread. (laughs) And the stripes on the tie clashed with the stripes on his shirt. It was like the wrong angles. Oh, no. It was all just so terrible. I think you're right. I think that they're the, like, just overwhelming, pathetic vibe was just embodied by their clothes atrocious well and i i didn't understand that they just jumped into this where ross was talking about her 
where yeah. she's in earshot. And then the whole premise of their relationship is like, she lent me an egg once. I was like, what happened in the writer's room that that they were like, let's go with that. You know, what's funny is it probably happened to someone and that's, that's where it came from because otherwise, why would you come up with that story? It's weird. A egg. A? A egg? <laughs> a- an egg. But like, when would you, when, when would you just need one egg? Maybe you only have one egg and you want to make cookies or something. Does and Ross need, make cookies? And you need a other egg. <laughs> <laughs> or he's so awful that he just saw her and needed to think of something to say and was like, do you have a egg? I need a, a egg. That's probably more on brand with Ross. The woman in red that is so being creeped out by Ross. Her name is Heather Medway. She doesn't seem to be in much that I've ever heard of, except for an episode of Seinfeld in 1995. So like right around the same time called The Switch. I don't remember which one that is. but I don't remember that one either. If you'd like to see her again, she's in that. And then IMDb, my favorite source of information, it lists credits for her from 1992 through 1999. And then one TV movie from 2021 that's only in post-production. So it hasn't been released yet. And like either she took a big break from 99 to 2021 or like IMDb is just <laughs> continuing to falter. <laughs> no one updates IMDb anymore. <laughs> I have no feelings for her whatsoever. I felt um, like she was just kind of a dud yeah. character in this. And I didn't care about her at all. No, she was forgettable. Okay, you have to tell me you might disagree. I thought Joey's line was actually pretty good. I thought it was a pretty good pickup line. Like, Ross coming over with an egg to be like, I'm returning your egg. I thought that was kind of clever. I mean, the fact that he borrowed the egg in the beginning was weird, but... Yeah. No, I I thought it was funny. Like... I, I, I would probably be like, you're weird. I like you. <laughs> it would work on me, I think. The yeah. thing that I had a problem with is that, like, the waitress is just like, sure, I'll give you an, a raw egg. No problem. A, what do you charge for that? Like, you're not going to just give them an egg. B, does this coffee shop seem to bake anything? Like, I assumed all their baked goods are from elsewhere. Yeah, and they don't serve, like, egg sandwiches. Right. So unless they're making scones or something, why do they have eggs? That's a great question. Well, I thought like, why? I had the same thought about the waitress. Like, why would she just be giving them an egg and be like, oh, sure. Yeah, I'll go get it. But then I was like, well, where's Rachel? Because she would probably just do it and not tell anybody. Right. But then she was working. So why didn't they just ask Rachel to get it? Why'd they ask this new stranger? Oh, I missed that. Good point. That confused me. I'm like, why is there another waitress that they're talking to? (laughs) Who's just like, sure, whatever. I don't care about anything. She was just like, game. Well, they're probably regulars like enough that that everybody knows them. And they're just like, oh, they're up to their quirky shenanigans again. Sure, I'll get you an egg. But this is another one of the first examples in this episode where like the friends are not being very supportive Chandler's like totally go for it like you have to do it it's a great idea 
And then behind his back is like, oh no, it totally won't work. I know. I didn't. I didn't like that. Like, don't don't set your gut, your friend up for disaster. He's already mopey enough. I I guess though Chandler was wrong. It did work. Though Chandler's instincts are always incorrect. <laughs> true after the opening credits we go back to central park the girls show up and phoebe is going to go out with someone who is mean creepy and a little scary did you note who she was talking about did you roger roger do you remember who roger is is he the therapist yes ew no phoebe i know i didn't i didn't pick that up the first go around ew no she can't she can't get back together with him he was the worst and like why would you go with someone like that why would you go out with anyone just because of valentine's day like who cares about valentine's day was it a big deal i mean maybe i'm just culture like i don't know is it cultural a cultural <laughs> Am I culturally insensitive to Valentine's Day? <laughs> Is that part of the culture? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I know there are people there are people who really do like care a lot about that day. Yeah. And like it is devastating. And they take it very personally. I have never had any sort of attachment to that day whatsoever. So the people who are attached to that day, is it because they want gifts or what? What is the attachment to that day? Because if you're going out with someone on a one-off just to not be alone on Valentine's Day, like, they're not going to be buying you stuff. Like, what are you getting out of it? Just to not be alone on one day and then you're done? Especially if it's someone you despise. Right. (laughs) That's not going to make you happy. (laughs) And they all did this on New Year's, too. They're like, can't be alone, can't be alone. But maybe it's that just one of those, like, in your 20s insecurities that, like society expects me to have a date on valentine's day and like it's all around you so you start to think like oh my god maybe i should just lower my standards way way lower (laughs) monica goes phoebe you can go out with a creepy guy any night of the year i know i do (laughs) i loved that i feel really sad that that joke is at her expense because she's wearing such a hideous jacket (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think she's already being punished enough is that, that the bra- is that the brown one? Oh yeah yeah it was terrible it's like a it's almost like a men's 80s like business suit jacket that was just like shrunk in the dryer yeah and she's like well I'll wear this it's yeah fine. it was like a double breasted <laughs> yeah brown yeah awful Oh. oh god this is where Chandler's wearing the vest that looks like it's made out of industrial carpet flooring the textures are all so bad it looks like it like the back might have like rubber or like vinyl on it like it's just really you know tough oh my flooring god. does it is it one of the like material <laughs> challenges from from the the runway show Yes, yes. It's one of the um, unconventional materials. Unconventional challenges. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, make a dress out of seatbelts. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, here, go in this business office and use the floor. Yeah, make a vest for Chandler. (laughs) 
it's so ugly it's like drab gray with pinstripes it's so bad yeah this is not a good episode (laughs) for any of them fashion wise i know and then uh joey's being creepy or something and rachel throws a croissant at him and he just picks it up and eats it he's just like like, thanks that's not the way to punish joey that's not going to do anything negative he likes that I, th- I felt like it was very Rachel, though. Just be like, ah, yeah. oh, tantrum, stop. Yeah. And then he's just like, thanks. <laughs> like, totally unfazed. She's all pouty. <laughs> yeah. Didn't work. We jump to the restaurant. Okay. I have a huge, huge problem with this set. Oh, do tell. So my first issue are the walls. It's like this bright frog green with gold inlays and then gold mirrors like gold plated mirrors everywhere it's like the gaudiest thing ever within there's like crazy big lilies and like designs and all of the restaurant like the tables and chairs the chairs are made out of this red fabric that's kind of paisley and i'm like no restaurant in new york would ever have these cloth chairs that look like someone like out of a grandmother's dining or grandmother's sitting room, like a parlor. <laughs> it's the most bizarre grouping of things. It made me very uncomfortable. That's so amazing because I didn't notice not one thing in the background because all I could see was Joey's red turtleneck. <laughs> No, sorry. It's white. I'm sorry. It's, it's white. Joey's white turtleneck, which uh-huh. is more offensive than any other color of a turtleneck. <laughs> Court has a white turtleneck. And every time we move, I'm like, this thing is not coming with us. I hate this thing. You never wear it. And I don't know what it is about a white turtleneck, but I am not having it. Well, turtlenecks in general are just not them. great. I feel like there's maybe a time and place for like really skinny women to wear turtle like a black turtleneck like a french woman could do it yes yes (laughs) i'd probably slap a beret on her head too but i well i was i was trying to think because i i was looking at joey and being like that's really bad but would it have been attractive in the mid 90s i owned a lot of turtlenecks I used to wear my mom's turtlenecks underneath t-shirts. Uh-huh. Or underneath sweatshirts. Yeah. I had, she had this like mustard gold colored tech turtleneck, oh, which so like, I don't have any room to complain because that was my favorite one. I had a black t-shirt that had like the same color gold writing on it. So I'd wear them together. So <laughs> yeah. I will say Matt LeBlanc wears a lot of turtlenecks throughout Friends and he actually pulls the, like, he looks fine in them. I just hate turtlenecks. Yeah. But he I, he pulls it off. I think that back in the mid-90s, it would have been fine. Yeah. <laughs> we, it, it's just now we recoil a little bit. But Chandler, I do have a problem with the fact that every time he dresses up for a date, he looks like the Keebler elf. Yeah. Every <laughs> single time. And why is his suit like eight sizes too big? I don't know. And his the shirt collar, it's first of all, it's green with a green vest. And it's like stripy green. 
But his shirt collar, like, I don't know why it points so narrowly over his tie. (laughs) (laughs) It's like not, I don't know what kind of style it is, but like, it goes down only if you only see a little tiny bit of the tie because it's so like it's a very modest neckline i don't like it <laughs> so many elf references i did really like when um joey's like oh how's my hair look and chandler's like oh i don't care <laughs> i thought that was pretty fun again not being very nice right but to be fair, Chandler, Chandler, like, got, he didn't get tricked into this. He was told, like, the girl I'm going out with is, like, real desperate and, like, only going out with me because I can bring my friend and, like, yeah. it's Valentine's Day. You'll, you might, I don't know. You have to do me a favor. And Chandler is so sad that he <laughs> agrees. Yeah. Well, I really liked Lorraine. The girl who played Lorraine was great. She, yes. I felt like she was so fitting for Joey. <laughs> for sure. Look what you brought. <laughs> and, then, and then Chandler's just like, and what did you bring? <laughs> Do you want to know about her? Yes. Her name is Nancy Valen. Valen. Uh, V-A-L-E-N. She started modeling at age 12. Oh. And she's best known for playing Captain Samantha Thomas in Baywatch which is Joey and Chandler's favorite show. Very appropriate. Were there captains in Baywatch? I don't know what a, what that means. For lifeguards? <laughs> I mean, like, weren't they just lifeguards? Like they were in charge of the other lifeguards? Did they have like a army ranking of some sort? I don't know. <laughs> she was a lifeguard boss, maybe? I guess. I mean, you were a lifeguard for a bit, right? Did you ever receive a rank? I trained as a lifeguard. I never actually oh. got a job. Oh, yeah, you're the wrong person to ask. Yeah. <laughs> I taught I taught swim lessons instead. Okay, well that sounds better. Were you ever? A, well, you could be a swim captain. That's a thing. A team captain. Yeah, that's a thing. That's a person in charge. I haven't seen Baywatch, so I don't really care. She was in Spin City, which Bill Lawrence, who wrote this episode, co-created and wrote on. She has been a producer for several years, including producing shows called Let's Kill Scott Bayo and William Shatner in Concert. <laughs> I sense a theme. Yeah. Uh, she works with Jarrett Creative Group in partnership with the Biography Channel for their the network's two highest rated series, Celebrity Ghost Stories and Celebrity Close Calls. Those are quality, quality films right there. She's married to the son of Dick Van Patten. I don't know who that is. He was like an actor. If you saw a picture of him, you would recognize him. Um, But as I was reading about him, I found out he's the founder of the cat food that my cat eats. He founded Natural Balance Cat Food. Dick Van Patten? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And he's her father-in-law, so there you go. That's such a random thing. I know. He has all these other credits for film and all these things, but he was like, I guess, an animal advocate, and he founded a a pet food company. All right. Well, Lorraine really likes White Zinfandel, which is also (laughs) another very 90s thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I just put, I hate Chandler's new vest with a fiery passion. Mm -hmm. It's terrible. His whole thing is so terrible. How many vests can fit in a New York apartment? It's shocking. He's got his work vests, his (laughs) comfy vests, and his date vests. To be fair, I have all those things for like leggings and pants. Comfy pants, work pants, date pants. (laughs) (laughs) At 4.05, though, comes Oh My God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, But it's a mad one. Um, it's so good. So this is the first, oh my God. Oh, is it? Yes. It's the first Janice, full Janice, oh my God. But before that, the, the exchange when Joey hears the name Janice and the look on his face and then Chandler, like the way they play off each other in that realization is so good. Yeah. And then she comes in and it just like makes the scene sparkle i love it she's so angry (laughs) and so is chandler (laughs) oh yeah also when janice walks in all i could see was like how many gold necklaces was she wearing (laughs) for sure (laughs) she was just draped in gaudy gold yeah i loved it so she looked really good actually yeah no she looked cute so they immediately go in the bathroom the boys do to just figure this out the bathroom they're in the bathroom of a what seems to be what's trying to be a swanky new york establishment the bathroom looks like it's something out of like a public park (laughs) yeah gas station it's so gross there's dingy tile the sink is like too low for grown men and it's tiny it's like this big like you could fit one hand in it and then there's did you notice the window there's like a window on the left hand side it it has the privacy glass but it opens it like opens inward oh (laughs) and and then i mean like there's a very prominent piece of art front and center again like outside of the stall that i think is depicting a bull looking at a naked couple who are intertwined <laughs> a bull like b-u-l-l or like a bull. yeah like a bull a a bull a cow bull <laughs> okay not a bowel a bull yes a, bu- a bull <laughs> Wait, and then on top of that, there are like copper sconces, which seems so out of place. It's like, let's use these to really jazz the place up. I was so confused and so horrified at what was happening. It was also weird that there was just one stall and no urinal in a men's bathroom. Yeah, and Joey just keeps it open. And how far away is he peeing from? <laughs> I have so many questions. It's bad. It's bad. I liked that Chandler, Joey was like, I, you're scared. Like, you need to be quiet. I'm trying to pee. And then Chandler 
uh-huh. you know, goes behind him and is like, do it, do it. That is actually, and I don't know if they did this on purpose, but the one with the jellyfish, when they go back to their apartment, he says, like, Joey was screaming at me, do it, do it, do it now, to pee on Monica. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's kind of funny, because you just did that to him. That is really good. And Joey had too much pressure, so he couldn't mm-hmm. be the one that peed on her. Yeah, that tracks. Oh, <laughs> so good. I'm so glad you pulled that pulled that up. <laughs> that's from the old, what'd you call it? This, memory oh, trap. The, the, the loose sieve. <laughs> <laughs> Fell right out. Do we go to the girls' apartment then? Yeah. This dialogue is in the season one soundtrack. This initial thing about needing things for the cleansing and the semen of a righteous man. Of a semen of a righteous man. I love that Rachel's like, if we had that, we wouldn't be doing this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I liked when uh, Monica was talking about the guy who always has to win. I win. I win. I, win. I went out with the guy for two months and I didn't get to win once. <laughs> But what is the salad that they're making? I was wondering the same thing. <laughs> there were so many salad dressings and so many things they were putting in the salad. It appeared to only be a bowl of like shaved carrots and salad dressing. Yeah. And then there's like mushrooms on the table and like seemingly nothing else to eat. So they're just going to eat these like shredded car- or you know, peeled carrots and that's it. Like... I didn't see any lettuce or... No. <laughs> yeah, it was a very random mix of things. Yeah. She just kept going with the carrots. Like, let's put something else in there. (laughs) Yeah, back at the restaurant, they are all at the table, and Joey and Lorraine are just canoodling like crazy. And Chandler and Janice are as far away from each other (laughs) at that table as they could be. The one thing that bothered me, though, there was a basket of wine on the table. Like, there was a bottle of wine in a basket. I, I couldn't stop staring at this basket. I'm like, why is it in a basket? Isn't that like an Italian thing? But it wasn't like around the bottle sitting up. It was like laying down in a basket, <laughs> horizontal. <laughs> it, it looked like it wasn't meant for a wine bottle. <laughs> okay. Like it was more, it was more uh, open. It didn't have a handle. Oh, that's weird. Like they put the wine bottle in the bread basket. Yes, that's what it looked. And maybe that's what they did. Maybe they were done with it. Yeah. And they just put it in there. But I'm like, that's strange. That's weird. I don't know. That was a choice they made. Yeah. So then Chandler or Joey and what's her face have to go because she wants to lick things off of him. Before that. Okay. Did you note the dirty dialogue about the roll of quarters? Yes. <laughs> I was like shocked (laughs) when she's like I can pick things up with my feet I can pick quarters up with my feet and then he's just like quarters or rolls of quarters I'm like ew (laughs) so are we supposed to believe that her foot is so far up his pant leg that she's touching his groin or she I guess she could be going over the pants that's, that's what I thought, but I'm like, those are some baggy pants to be <laughs> grabbing something with her feet. And like, do you want someone grabbing your crotchal region with their toes? Because I don't. <laughs> Yuck. No. 
Um, I just was just like, that's so dirty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, like dirty. Yeah. I was, I was thinking disgusting dirty, but yes. Oh, no, I was thinking just like. Yeah. Raunchy. 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 It's so funny that you said raunchy because some I heard that just randomly. So, oh God, where was I? I hadn't heard that word, I think, in many years. And I've heard it twice today. Today? Wow. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't know where I was. I maybe I was listening to a podcast or something and someone said it. But I'm like, raunchy, that's a good word. She orders chocolate mousse and then she- Joey's like, I gotta go because she wants to lick stuff off me. And she just ordered the moose. And they like, that second, get up and walk out the door. And they're hand on the bag of moose as they're walking out. It's like, what? That's the fastest ordering I've and and completion of a delivery I've <laughs> ever seen. Ever. They had to be packaging it before they even ordered it. I had yeah. to be, there's no way you could put something in a bag that fast. No. Let alone put it in a container. I was very impressed. Also, ordering moose to go does not work well. It's just a, like, slop of chocolate <laughs> in a box. Just melts. It is. It's, like, I've, ha- I've worked in restaurants. People ordering desserts to go don't do it. Because no matter what it is, creme brulee, cobbler, no matter what it is, it's just a mess. Also, creme brulee... How could you get that to go? Because it's made in the dish it's served in. So you know what you do? You scoop it out. Yeah, you you burn the sugar on it in the dish, and then you scoop it out. So the sugar like plate is just like sliding off. Oh my god, <laughs> I love creme brulee so it's, much. I think it's my favorite dessert yeah. of all time. I love it. I would even eat it the way you just described it. That sounds yeah. so good. There were many times when I took it to go, having worked there, just because I'm like, I'm going to want creme brulee later. And you did. And I did. <laughs> um, but then, so jo- Joey's like, here's my credit card. Dinner's on me. First of all, Joey has a credit card? Yeah, that's not smart. I don't believe it. <laughs> Does he even have, is he even able to get a credit card? And second, he would never buy dinner. No. Or does he really value sex that much? Maybe. He was like, maybe he was like in a white hot blinding. Yeah. And he's just like, I don't care. Just, just I'll go into debt for this. I have to go. (laughs) Whatever I have to do to get out of here. That's true. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, and I mean. I do like how Chandler and Janice kind of start bonding over this. They're like, oh, it's an opportunity. And they kind of have fun with it. I think that's when their chemistry really starts to come out. I said the exact same thing. I said they both bond over hating Joey. They're both so mad. And like Chandler's whole face is like, he left us his card. When they order the bottle of their most overpriced champagne each, I was curious and I... I did a little digging as to like, because I was like, what is the most expensive bottle of champagne that you could, at first I looked in New York and that was a little too specific, I think, because I got all these wine lists that were all over the place. And I was just like, I don't have time for this. So then I just Googled what's the most expensive champagne in the world. Do you want to know? Yeah. Okay. Let me guess. Is it like 
$10,000 a bottle. Oh, no. But, but it's because the most, well, okay, if we're talking a normal size bottle, because I had to do some math. Because okay. a lot of the most expensive bottles are like in six or three liter bottles. Mm-hmm. So they're the giant ones because they made really limited quantities. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're close. Oh, okay. Um, then the most expensive is Don Perignon's Rose Gold, 1996, six liter, I don't know, Mathusalem. It's $49,000 for six oh. liters. Which translates to, for a bottle, about six, a little over $6,000. Wow. For like a normal size, like 0.375 liter. I, I can't even imagine having the amount of money you would need to have to be able to buy one bottle of that. I don't understand how... The taste is that much different than something <laughs> that would be like a hundred dollars, right? I I just it it has to taste like something like ungodly from heaven, like yes. And like, how much of it do you drink? If it's six thousand dollars, like I want the whole bottle to myself. Like, are you having just like this much of it? I I don't know. Are you classy at that point that you just have like a sip of it? <laughs> Yeah, and then you throw the rest away. <laughs> because who cares? I've had my money. fill. This is going to go flat. Here, Jeeves, take this away. But then he orders or also orders a Rob Roy, which I got confused oh. with a Roy Rogers. That's what I said. Roy yeah. Rogers. I was like, why? He's curious. He's always wanted to know about a Roy Rogers. Isn't that just grenadine and Coke? Is it? <laughs> yes. I have no idea. It's, the, it's it's weird. It's like the boy version of the Shirley Temple. Oh, it's just boys drink Coke. I, I think just because it has a boy's name and Shirley Temple is a girl's name. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I think it's dumb. But I didn't know what a Rob Roy was. So I looked it up. And it is a whiskey and vermouth drink, which sounds gross to me. <laughs> I don't do whiskey. I like whiskey, but why mess it up with vermouth? What is vermouth? So there, there's sweet vermouth and then there's dry vermouth. It's just like another kind of liqueur. The sweet vermouth is kind of syrupy. Mm-hmm. It just makes it a little bit syrupy. But it's it doesn't taste good. Like vermouth is gross. <laughs> is it like licorice flavor? No, no. I mean, the sweet maybe has a little hint of that. But dry vermouth is what they put in, like, martinis. Mm. But a really good martini doesn't really have any vermouth in it. Oh. Like, the whole thing about having a good martini is you, like, shake that bottle that's capped over the... And then you just shake it with ice. Okay. I don't like martinis either, so... (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, it looked gross. (laughs) So that's that's all I did on that. And that's a summary. We would then cut to Chandler's bedroom after they had a glorious night on the town with Joey's credit card. Janice is so happy. Oh my god, her face. And how how she like touches his hair and his his head, like in his nose. I I was just giddy. 
Yes. Watching that. She was in heaven. She was so gleeful. It was so cute. Chandler's horrified, of course. <laughs> and I love how happy she is, even though his face is so, so terrified. Like, what have I done? So much regret right now. It's just so funny that she never picks up on that. He's always so clear about, like, every every move he makes with her is so obvious. It's so clear he's going to break up with her every time. And she's just like, I love you, Chandler. <laughs> but I think that that goes back, that goes to her speech at the very end where she's just like, he thinks that he's horrified. He True. thinks that now, but he loves me and I love him. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they go out in the hallway, she's like, this is so much fun. It's like a reunion in the hall. Oh my God. I love that so much. And like, and, and everyone else is like <laughs> equally gleeful about yes. this. They're just like, like Monica is like, oh my, Janet. <laughs> also in her Hugh Hefner robe. Yeah, it wasn't great. But Rachel looked really cute, I thought. Uh, I felt, I feel like that's, exclusively what I wore to bed in the 90s are like plaid boxer shorts and sweatshirts. Yeah. As to Rachel's fashion, I think every single thing she wore in this show is like what I wish my wardrobe could be currently and in the 90s. I thought she actually looked cute. Yeah, I agree. So she was wearing, I think earlier she was, she was wearing a white cable, like cable knit sweater that was like yeah. a little bit off the shoulder, but not re- like it was. It was like a boat neck. Yes, yeah. And it was. It looked like a classy version of something that Ross wore earlier in the season. <laughs> that looked so dumpy on him, but I was like, oh, it's tailored and cute, and the cable knit is very small. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those sweaters that you have to have an actual perfect body for, or it will be horrifying because yeah. the lump like. That material, if you just sit down, it will create lumps, and it's awful, and they don't go away. And they sag. It sags. Yeah, and, it's yeah. real bad. You can't sit down if you wear that sweater, and you, you, you just have to stand all day. You can't do any bending. <laughs> and it will be stretched out by the end of the day. Yeah. Yep. And she had it on with, like, a black, like, a little schoolgirl skirt kind of thing. Yeah. It was kind of cute. It was way cute. Yeah. Uh, but then we go back to the, to a new restaurant with Ross. Uh, Benihana's. Yes. It was definitely a Benihana. <laughs> and Ross is telling some stupid story about dogs losing more time than people w- when they're jet lag. But oh she God. actually seems to think it's funny. I, w- I was like, this dog thing is weird. It's weird, Ross. <laughs> it's bad small talk. Yeah. And it's real the, bad. And the way that he's saying it and talking about it too, like getting so excited about it, I'm like, oh, I, I would be, I would be, <laughs> bye bye, backing. My body language would be leaning away. Yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of later when he's trying to hit on the pizza delivery girl and he's telling her about like gas. <laughs> and some gas has an added smell to it. Oh my god, he's so awkward. I know. But then, what? Like his story isn't as funny as Carol and Susan showing up. Everyone loves Benny Hanna. 
I don't think I've only been once in my life. Didn't we go for Lindsay's bachelorette? Yes, that is the once. The one time. <laughs> but yeah, I Ross also acts very awkward at first. And like the whole progressive progression of him letting her know who they are. And then she's like, is there anything else I should know? And, he, and he's like, and she takes her coat off and has a huge belly. He's like, oh, and she's carrying my child. I'm like the prince is so uncomfortable. Yeah. If you were that girl, wouldn't you be like, so how long have you been divorced? Because she clearly hasn't had your kid yet. So ask more questions. Yeah. And also like in a few, I think it's maybe the next scene. He like still doesn't know what she does for work. And I'm like, why wouldn't you have said, so what do you do for work instead of, do you want to know about dogs and jet lag and this stupid thing? Like, it's an easy question. to Like it's one of the first things, what's your name? What do you do? Yeah. It's not hard. And then he doesn't even listen. <laughs> Like, he's so in tune to what they're saying. I just, the fact that he's, he's spiraling so much because of Rachel and he's trying to like, I don't know, like get back out there with this other girl. And yet he's still hung up on Carol. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Ross, like you need to. sad. (laughs) Yeah. You need to like go and just cry for a while in your apartment maybe get a therapist that <laughs> you clearly can't do it on your own and your friends are not helping yeah yeah but i mean the fact that he's just so at the very end of that scene when he's like he's desperate he's like begging to get back with his ex-wife jumping back to the coffee shop i absolutely love the fact that janice calls chandler her funny valentine because when, like, jumping forward years later, when Chandler makes that, pulls that mixtape out for Monica that Janice had made him, mm-hmm. it's her, Janice singing My Funny Valentine to mm-hmm. Chandler. <laughs> and it's really cute. Oh, she's so happy on that. She's like, I love you every day, <laughs> Chandler Bing. <laughs> Oh, I wonder if she made that mixtape, like, around this time. Oh! Well, they get back together for, like, a year later. That's true. I mean, he couldn't even hang with Candy Hearts. Like, imagine what he'd do if he got a mixtape. Oh, my gosh. When (laughs) Everything Janice says is so good. When she's just like, hello, Joey, our little matchmaker. I could just kiss you all over, and I'm gonna. And he's just like... Oh, I love Joey's aversion to Janice. It's so funny. He can't hide it at all. I know. And he can't hide that festive Valentine's Day red turtleneck that he's now wearing. Another turtleneck. Oh my god. Another another red item. We get it. So many. So then we go back to the restaurant and back to Ross. And he, this is where he's like, oh, would it be too weird if I invite my ex-wife over to sit with us? Yes, yeah, it would. would be. Yeah. You don't need to do that. No. Especially that she's pregnant carrying your child. And you're still clearly hung up on her because you're not listening to a word that this other girl's saying. 
And like, could Susan look more pouty? Like she's, I've done that face before. She is like wanting him to pay attention to her. Mm -hmm. I am pissed at Carol. I'm yeah. not a fan of Carol in this one. Well, I was pissed at Susan because like, well, yeah. I mean, she got out of there real quick when after like getting a call and then just being like, I'm needed on this photo shoot. So she's a photographer. Like, what does she do? I forgot. She's a photographer. Like, no, <laughs> There's that, some sort of picture emergency that you have to run up for. Like, during your date with your wife or girlfriend or whatever they are. Like, yeah. not, no, no. Like, you no. wouldn't jet out of there so quickly. No, you'd be like, I'll, I can be there in 20 minutes or 30 minutes and then, like, You'd be like, I love you. I'm so sorry. I have to go. This is the situation. Like, we'll do something. We'll make it up later. Blah, blah. And you, you wouldn't leave, just be like... And you'd leave together. Like, why? Right? Why would you leave? Why would she stay? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's Benny Hanna, Ashley. It's true. <laughs> She's got to wait for the pulsing heart. The only thing I like about this this scene was Ross's physical comedy when they're when he like catches the piece of meat in his mouth and it's too yeah. hot and he spits yeah. it out. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm sure everyone would scoot over, like, scoot scoot down. Like, gross. That poor woman. I would have been like, Yeah, it's great. If you want to invite her over, sure. Like, I'm gonna go. You yeah. can stay with her and i I'm going. Bye. Well, and then she does. And doesn't even tell him. <sighs> yeah. Ross, but back to Monica and Rachel's apartment. The firemen are there because Rachel poured grappa in a metal bucket and didn't cause any damage. <laughs> the stuff in the bucket isn't even fully burned. No. Why are there why are there firemen there? Why are there three of them there? I don't there's just like ashes around the rim of the bucket. There's no burning anywhere else. The wood table under the bucket is seemingly fine. Like, I, I don't, who called the firemen? Like, probably Monica. <laughs> true. But like, alcohol burns off really fast. Yes. I so, like, what we saw is the worst of it. Why? I don't get it. I'm... Would you like to know about the firemen, though? I, I do. Um, Even though I hate them. Ugh, yeah. No kidding. Fire. Here's their names. Fireman Dave, Fireman Charlie, and Fireman Ed. Oh. I don't know which is which, but uh, one of them did look familiar, and, one of, and he's in a bunch of stuff. Um, okay, so the guy who plays Fireman Dave is Larry Poindexter, or Poindexter. I don't know how you say it in French. Um, oh, you you would know better than I. Uh, I didn't do very well in French. <laughs> um, so he is best known for his role in 2003's SWAT, where he played by the book LAPD Captain Tom Fuller, who went head to head with Samuel L. Jackson's character Hondo. <laughs> okay. So he got to be play like he got to act wow. Samuel L. Jackson. So that's pretty big. Um, daytime audiences like you and I. <laughs> we'll best know him from ABC soap opera General Hospital as the not-so-good Dr. Asher Thomas. Oh. He was also on Santa Barbara, Days of Our Lives, and he was in Quantum Leap. Everyone's in Quantum Leap. Also, we've had a lot of crossover from, like, Frasier and Fresh Pence. 
Yeah. And Spin City. Yeah. Um, okay, so Fireman Charlie is Jay Akovone. I don't know if that's right. He has over 100 credits to his name, spanning four decades of work in film and television. He was in Terminator 3, Independence Day, Castaway, where he played, I thought this was really funny. In Castaway, he played Pilot Peter. And in this episode, he was Fireman Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that. Um, Growing Pains, Murder, She Wrote, Matlock, NYPD Blue, X-Files, Charmed, 24, CSI, and Himium. Oh. He's the one that looks familiar. If you look him up, you, you'd know him. But, okay, I have another monster question for you, if this is a thing that you like. Is Stargate SG-1 a thing that is Star Trek, or is it a different thing? I think it's a different thing oh, altogether. Okay. Like, I don't, I've never seen it. It's not in the Trek universe? No. Okay, okay. It's just another It's ship. another star thing. Okay. <laughs> With monsters? Okay. I don't even know uh, if there are monsters. I, who, who could tell? <laughs> okay, Fireman Ed is Joel Gretsch. He was in The Legend of Bagger Vance, Minority Report, Married with Children, Saved by the Bell, The New Class, um, Bold and the Beautiful, CSI Miami, CSI New York, Law and Order, Criminal Intent, and United States of Terra. That's a very eclectic list. Yeah, his middle of his career was all like CSI and Law and Order, like a lot of uh, crime stuff. I love how all those shows have like a a specifier at the end. It's like, not just Law and Order, it's Law and Order Criminal Intent. Yeah, Special Victims Unit. (laughs) These these criminals really mean it. They intended to do this. That's all about those three, and I don't like them. I don't like them either. So we're we're back at Central Perk with Janice and Chandler, and it's not going well for Chandler. It's going great for Janice. Chan and Jan forever. Those, so I know that, I didn't know that you could do that with Candy Hearts. But I knew that you can, I know you can do that with Mm M&M's. You can like personalize M&M's and that's like a big thing at events and weddings and things like that. Okay, so this is where she gives her great speech. It, it's like one of the best little monologues of, I think of the whole series. Yeah. I, like the way that she says it, you're just like, you're right. I believe you. She's so right. Yeah, she's a hundred percent right. He always goes back. Yeah, I mean, even when she and she has great evidence too to back it up. She's yep. like, so, something deep in your soul cries out to me. I love that. But when she's like, "Why do you think we keep ending up together?" Who like New Year's? Who invited who? Valentine's? Who asked who into whose bed? And he's just like. Uh... And even right there, you can see him being like, I do love her. Yeah. Yeah. He he has a moment where he's just like, oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and then she like lays like a big kiss on him and then leaves and is just like, bye. And he's just like, call me. I love when she's like something in you calls out to me like a foghorn. Janice. 
like a text tone on my phone <laughs> oh so good i wish i had a friend named janice so i could have that go off when they call me i know it's great <laughs> uh yeah he is so pathetic and hopeless and he must have her he yeah can't live without her and that's why she can keep coming back yeah and why we love that she comes back almost every season yep Oh, I love her so much. I didn't realize she was in the first season so many times. I didn't either. I love it. Yeah. Makes me happy. Oh, you know, it doesn't make me happy. (laughs) This next scene? Yeah. Yeah. Same. Um, So Ross says, I screwed up the first date I had in nine years. (sighs) Hang on. Of all people, like, didn't he not go on a date with Rachel? And of all people, wouldn't he have called that a date if no one else had? Yes. You're talking about the laundry date, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, I was just confused in general because I feel like the timeline, have they been together that long? Him and Carol? Yeah. Yeah, they got together... oh well if it was in college they're in their 20s i know but again remember we don't really they all stay the same age for like three years at some point (laughs) yeah they don't like their birthdays are all messed up (laughs) yeah but i'm just like nine years that seems like really young like they would have had to date in high school i know i was very confused by that I mean, if they got together their first year of college, he could be 28. That's too old. It is too old. So it's, a, yeah. But they know. haven't established his birthday yet in this season, right? Or no, his age? I don't think so. So are we supposed to think that he's like, maybe they initially thought he'd be a lot older than Monica. And then it makes, the rest of the series makes it seem they're like, like they're 10 months apart. Like they're, I know. <laughs> it's very weird. <laughs> Anyway, I agree. Okay. I I think that 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 they overshot that number a little bit. Yeah, but also he's been however long it's been, he's been on a date at yeah. least one. Yep. Ugh, God. And but okay, it is really sad how hard he's taking this split. Like he hasn't processed it at all, and it's really nice to see actual emotion and not just like whiny bullshit out of him. Yeah. And this is where I get really, really upset with Carol because she's like leading him on and, and then she's just like, but by the way, uh, yeah, it's not happening and I'm still lesbian, but like, sorry, I just tongued you. Like, (laughs) I, I didn't understand that. And then she says like, I love you too. And like kind of nuzzles into him. And I'm just like, no, you don't. Not like that. Yeah. And when you're the person who initiates the breakup, it is always, like, I think she's getting something out of it. Like, she likes that he still loves her, like, pining away over her. Yeah, not cool, Carol. Not cool at all. I was very upset. She was like, it seemed at first like she was being kind of sweet, but then really she's just playing him Mm -hmm. and making herself feel better because her partner took off. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I don't like that. I don't either. Let's end this already. Yeah. Here we go to the worst. The worst ending. I really hate the, the like, last line of this show. Like, 
the girls are going to go out with these guys. Why was that necessary? And and they're like, oh, we get off at midnight. So they're going to go on a date at midnight, which is weird. Well, And then they're like married. So like, <laughs> right. are they not going to go home? <laughs> I know. Well, and then she's like, can you bring the fire truck? And they're like, yeah. First of all, it's not a company car. Like you can't just drive it around when you're not working. <laughs> Also, aren't there, like, other jobs in the firehouse where, like, that needs to be there and ready to go and, like, yes. people are in charge of it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, you don't drive it unless you're going somewhere with it. <laughs> you don't get to drive it when you're off duty. You don't go on a date at midnight and you're married. And, like, the last line of the show is just him being like, oh, my girlfriend doesn't know about my wife. Why would I tell this girl? Like... <laughs> I don't know. I Are they trying to, like, say something about firemen? <laughs> or that, like, because the, they were like, our cleansing really worked. And then it really did the opposite. It brought them more creeps. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Either way, it was a little too over the top. Yeah. Not my favorite episode, but I loved Janice. She definitely won. She won this episode hands down. Who lost? I'm kind of like thinking Carol. Yeah. Ross and Ross in a way, but I feel, I just feel kind of bad for him. I do too. Cause he really is like in pain. Like he's really sad, but yeah. he was acting so awful up until she showed and up until she was so awful. Yeah. He was the worst. Yeah. Well, and like you said earlier, I think that all of them, kind of lost this episode just in yeah. how crappy they were to each other at any given time like convincing each other to do things that they were gonna fail at or like laughing at each other's misery I just I didn't like the vibe you know who did win is Joey <laughs> he... that's true he won pretty hard <laughs> he probably had a great time <laughs> I also, I forgot to mention, I thought it was really funny when um, Chandler, Ross comes back from bringing the egg to her and he's like, it worked. And then Chandler's like, all right, and hugs him. And then they squish the egg yeah. in between them. That was pretty funny. <laughs> she didn't want it back. She's uh, in a coffee shop. What is she going to do with an egg? Right. Where's this egg been? Who's touched it? How old is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ugh. God. But good conversation I, starter. Yeah. The last thing I wrote was just, ugh, men. <laughs> That's my last note. <laughs> ugh, these men. Oh. Next next one will be better. Yeah, what is the next one? The one with the stoned guy. Oh, sweet. Is this the one with John Lovitz? Yeah, this is him. Yes. Well... You know, that one had some ups and downs. Yeah. I still I still laughed. You know what? It's just like Valentine's Day. Just, eh. Yeah, true. <laughs> if it's really good, it's great. If not, <laughs> take it or leave it. Well, I'll be here for you and there for you and all over for you. <laughs> all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Same Z's. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. Bye, friend. Bye, friends.
Better Friends podcast is created, produced, edited, and all the other things by Ashley Madden and Sarah Reinen. Please rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Send us your questions to betterfriendswatchingfriends at gmail.com. To find out more about Better Friends, please check us out on Twitter at betterfriendpod or on Instagram at betterfriendswatchingfriends. Thanks for listening.